Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Jeremy. He asks, I'm looking to develop a residential subdivision that's close to a Naval Air Force base. There are plenty of houses all around the subject property. Could the airport affect what gets built on the property? Well, Jeremy, this is a great question. The regions around airports are all subject to elevated noise levels. The good news is that modern civilian aircraft have got a lot quieter as more fuel-efficient aircraft have replaced the early jet engines of decades past. Newer aircraft use a high-bypass turbofan engine that relies on the turbine to rotate a fan rather than simply using the thrust of the jet engine combustion to propel the aircraft. But airports that are close to residential areas regularly get complaints from the general public. The airport authority don't like getting complaints, so instead they restrict what can be built near the airport just so they don't bother getting complaints. The aviation authority in most countries have a set of standards they use to measure and enforce noise coming from an airport. The FAA has two measures, one of them called the Day-Night Average Sound Level, or DNL for short, and then a second one called the Community Noise Equivalent Level, or CNL. This one's more prevalent in California. On a map, these noise contours show the measurements as you get further from the airport. Some airports that are close to residential areas, like for example John Wayne Airport in Orange County, have gone so far as to restrict flight departure and arrival times so as not to disturb the neighborhoods nearby. No flight will depart John Wayne Airport before 7 a.m. They also need to use noise abatement procedures. That means taking off at a steep angle of attack until the aircraft reaches the boundary of the airport property, then they throttle back using a slower rate of climb so that they don't produce noise off the airport property, or at least not as much noise. There's a close interplay between the operation at the airport and the surrounding community. CNL is a single number that is calculated over a complete 24-hour period. It's made up of the results taken at shorter intervals, such as 5 minutes or 1 hour, and then averaged over the whole 24 hours. CNL is the average sound level over a 24-hour period, but they apply a penalty of 5 decibels between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., and a penalty of 10 decibels for the nighttime hours between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. The logic behind these penalties is that since most citizens living in a given area are very sensitive to noise in the early morning hours and somewhat sensitive to noise during the evening hours, so a weighted factor is applied. Now, a Naval Air Force station is going to have a lot of jets, and they're very noisy. They often depart in tandem. They will often go supersonic, causing sonic boom, which is loud enough to drown out conversations inside a home or an office building. Strange as it may sound, the airport authority may have jurisdiction over what gets built in the area surrounding the airport. They may prohibit development within certain noise contours. They may also impose additional requirements on the construction. For example, if you are allowed to build you might be required to provide additional sound insulation. That could include more expensive triple-glazed windows instead of your standard double-glazed windows. I spent several weeks evaluating a waterfront property a few years ago that was close to an airport. The way the map was drawn showed the airport exclusion zone roughly coinciding with the edge of the river. Our first conclusion was that the property was suitable for development but the way the map was drawn was a little ambiguous. It had a very fat line showing the edge of the airport exclusion zone. 
Everything inside the exclusion zone was not allowed to be developed and outside the zone was suitable with special sound insulation added to the homes. But the line was so fat that it measured roughly 90 feet wide. Nobody could tell us whether the inside of the line, the outside edge of the line, or the center of the line represented the actual boundary. It would take months for the airport authority to rule on any development, and they wouldn't even offer an opinion unless a full development application was submitted to the airport authority. That meant spending a lot of money on design and engineering only to be told no if you couldn't build in that location. So in our case, we didn't buy the property even though it looked very desirable. And the last time I looked, that land was still for sale four years later. I'm guessing we made the right decision. Now there are noise and vibration engineers. This is a branch of mechanical engineering. And there are a subset of those who specialize in airports. These are the folks you need to consult in making a determination whether your property is buildable or not. The city may grant you a zoning permit, which would give you a false sense of security that you have all the entitlements you need to build a home in that location. You definitely need the input from the airport authority to make sure that you have a buildable lot anytime you're in close proximity to an airport. I want to thank you, Jeremy, for a great question. It's one that comes up often close to airports. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.